guys. Welcome to Soul Connections Podcast. This is Cassie. And Sarah. Um, So if you listened to our previous podcast, All Things Metaphors, you know how excited Sarah and I both are to record this episode for you guys. Um, Last night we were ready to record this episode when we actually found ourselves hanging out with some roommates for longer than expected. But much needed for both Sarah and I, as well as the roomies. I think I can't speak for them, but I think it was good. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So we were all just chatting and ended up talking about how we were all single, um, as in single, not married, or yeah. No relationship. No relationship. Just, you know, living my life. Living my best life. <laughs> so we were, at, it was funny because we like so happened to all be sitting around in a circle. Some of us on couches, some of us on the floor. Barstool, bing bag, whatever. Yeah, just yeah. everywhere. But it ended <laughs> up always like being in a circle. We were in a circle. Um, and what started a conversation that was going to be more negative, which was, I think I was like, wow. Like, yeah, you guys, why are we all... Or you're yeah, like, why are we so all great. single? <laughs> I was like, we are so great. Why are we all single? We're so great. Um, and then I think we were like, let's go around and say why we are single. Let's Yeah, name- like what's, what's wrong with us or like <laughs> what is it in us that has like not allowed us to commit or be... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we were all gonna, we were all about to go around being like, ah, I have some good like, stuff. Like, I know why, believe I was like, me, I can tell y'all. Well, first of all, <laughs> I have so much. Anyway. I got some um, stuff to work on. I got some stuff. Um, a little closed up there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not willing to accept love from other people. Or in toxic relationships. Yeah. Codependent? So. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's funny because Sarah had the amazing idea, which I'm so appreciative of, to switch that question into something that was more positive. Sarah, will you tell our listeners what that conversation ended up being? Uh, well, yeah, that was kind of funny, actually. And I, it just happened. Like, I don't, I don't know, but we were all like, it really started out as so many random topics that we were talking about, quite frankly. It was funny. And then... Um, yeah, when we were about to go around and start saying those reasons, the first person, um, she was like, well, I mean, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. Um, and I mean, I definitely had reasons and answers of things that, you know, reasons why I was single or things I needed to fix and be more of to be in a relationship, of course. Uh, but then I was like, wait, no, you guys, I have a better idea. This is a season and time to manifest, and we if we are going around sharing all the reasons why we are not the right person, then where is that going to get us? You guys, why don't we go around and say the reasons why we are the right person for someone? Which then led to us telling one another what we saw in each other and why they would make a perfect mate for the right person. And so it was cool because initially we were just going to go around and dog on ourselves and tell the reasons Bash why. Our- yeah. The reasons why we weren't right for someone. Yeah. And then it turned into, okay, let's start with this person. And everyone's going to go around and tell that person all the reasons why they, like, what all the goodness and light and reasons that they would be a good person to, like, be in a relationship with to be and to to be with and all the things. Anyway, um, it was really cool because 
I think in a previous episode, we've mentioned how it's hard to like accept like nice things when people say nice things about you, but we were all actually pretty good about like accepting it and just mm-hmm. smiling. And one of, one of us said like, oh my gosh, you guys are just so nice. And it was, it just felt good. It was a positive like experience and knowing like, wow, we are actually pretty dang awesome. Yeah, it, it was, it was powerful. I mean, albeit challenging but really cool to hear and receive the love and truth like the others saw in us and well in us as well. I don't know. It was it was super like cool. And then after that, we uh, it was we I don't know how this happened either, but we just ended up having an impromptu dance party. Um, <laughs> to which I ran downstairs and got my galaxy light projector thing. Um, so it got crazy. Yeah, we had like the moon <laughs> and the stars up up in the living room and got dancing good with beats. our shadows on yeah, the walls. Yeah. First, I had some, like, Latino music going on and feeling all, like, let's go to the beach on an island and then throwing it back to the good stuff. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> we were just, like, free and fun and wild just being ourselves and laughing. Um, and then we decided to go outside across the street and sled down the hill and swing on the swings. And um, I think we were just truly, like, present in the moment. Whatever the moment was, we were, we were in it. And just like connecting to uh, laughter, play, and like our inner child. I don't know. I think it was so good for all of us, just that freedom to express and move. I think we've all been like, you know, so stressed, so concerned about what other people think and just everything. And so that was really cool. Yeah. So we were going to record this last night and then we were like, let's go up and talk to them and see what they're doing and just like take a break from, from all this planning and anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes we take we can take life like very seriously and I think you and I have a tendency to interpret things and forget to, you know, live and release that inner child sometimes. Yeah. So I think it was helpful for both of us to be like yeah. let out some energy cuz like this is great and all and we can go in these conversations, but I think that was so cool to just totally be. I don't think I don't think we've ever done that, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, as friends or whatever, done any, yeah. It was fun. It's always, um, but yeah, so here we are tonight to record our podcast on dreams, um, the power in dreaming, making meaning, symbols, recurring dreams, and sometimes even, like, premonitions and, and things like that that we've experienced, so this is something Cassie and I have found ourselves quite fascinated by. Yeah, um, so... Obviously, today's episode is about the meaning, the symbolism, and the importance of our personal dreams as it relates to recovery, trauma healing, and just like understanding our subconscious. Um, So I just have a question for you guys to contemplate and for you, Sarah. Um, Have you ever had had a dream that struck a weird chord for you? Like, you can either remember it so vividly, like, years down the road, months or years or whatever. Oh, yeah. 25 years. I yeah. Can tell you. <laughs> you see hidden messages that are relevant to your, like, current life, things that you're going through, um, or just, like, dreams that you feel, like, mean more than just just a random, you know, movie in your head at night. Um, but that's where we're going today. And it's it's awesome because Sarah and I, Sarah and I have had the opportunity to discuss some of our dreams with one another. And just like we talked about with the metaphors, we found a hidden message or even 
found so much more like unresolved trauma and other things that were leaking in and demanding our attention. Um, so, um, my experience, like understanding that dreams were important to me and that I, I process a lot was when I had a previous therapist who I frequently would relay my dreams to her in our sessions. And it was a couple of dreams in like, so months in like of her being my therapist when she realized how much I process in my dreams, um, along with like doing EMDR as well as just like, you know, you talk about stuff and it brings up more just like Sarah and I will have conversations and it will just bring up, like will remind us and bring up emotions or memories or whatever. Um, so it's interesting because so much of the unresolved trauma I have, like even currently has made an appearance in many of my dreams. Um, that is when I decided to start an email thread just for my dreams. Um, I so appropriately titled these dreams, Cassie's Weird Dreams. Um, so sometimes I go back and like type in like my, um, in the search bar of my emails, like Cassie's Weird Dreams and all of my dreams will come up. It's awesome. Um, but along with that, my therapist also encouraged me to keep a dream journal. And it's been so amazing to go back and just like I said, read those emails and to uncover some of the trauma that's been slowly making its way to the surface in my current therapy sessions. And I always found it fascinating that like I would have dreams about things that that I find meaning in now as I've been more open to processing things and just been more open to um, oh, maybe I do have some stuff there, like instead of totally negating it or whatever I was doing before. Um, but when I switched therapists, I actually started the same email thread and I continue to process those dreams with her and decipher why those things are coming up for me. Anyway, we will get into more of our personal analysis of our own dreams. We're actually going to share some of our dreams with you guys um, in just a little bit. But I really want to hear, Sarah, from you, what do dreams mean for you? And I know that that will probably lead us into sharing some of our own dreams. But what yeah. what do dreams mean for you? Well, I mean, that's such like a multifaceted question. I, I mean, an answer, really. But one thing when you were talking that I was thinking of is um, like... Yes, we all dream. Sometimes we don't remember them. Sometimes like nightmares, sometimes recurring. Um, and you know, there's so many things out there. There's so many ways you can analyze or like certain websites or whatnot, or just typing in Google, like, what does it mean when my teeth fall out or whatever? And I've there's, had that dream. yeah, like there's those <laughs> typical common dreams. Um, and here's one thing I guess I want to share and that I've, you know, found, um, especially in something called like narrative therapy, a, a lot of therapists, it's like, as you discuss and share, um, your dreams that, that really, it doesn't, it's going to be different for everyone. Like you can have this, a similar dream or the same type or the same symbols per se as someone else, but it could mean something totally different for you. And I think the important and powerful aspects are like, well, how did you feel when that happened in the dream? Or how did you feel when you woke up? Or what did that mean for you? Like, was that impactful? You know what I mean? And so I think it's something to like ask yourself and also like as therapists, probably, you know, asking your clients, like, um, 
you know, what did that mean for you? Or how did you feel? Or that's, you know, like, so I don't know. I just want to like put that plug out there that no, like when we talk about dreams or analyze, there's not one set answer. And I think that's what I'm finding as we talk about every single topic is that there's no one set answer. There's no one set way of healing. There's no one set like bar of truth or whatever. But yes, dreams absolutely have meaning for me. And I mean, there are those times that my dreams are simply a representation of everything from my day or random, you know, and meaningless. Like it could just be all the thoughts and all the random things I saw and felt. Um, but the times that are most telling are the ones when I cannot deny the truths being revealed rather directly. In fact, (laughs) I think, um, I think God knows I'm pretty darn stubborn and hard-headed in waking life. I mean, duh. <laughs> and so, of course, naturally, the only way to get through to me is in dreams where I'm forced to receive the message. And and the only reason I know that is because I've experienced it throughout my whole life, even as a young child. Um, that's always been the case. And now, yes, also, I've had dreams that are very symbolic and reveal things to me about my struggles and fears Um, there's just so much about dreams. Like for instance, also with recurring dreams and themes and the themes of like my nightmares, which I, um, which when I have been like ready and receptive have become part of my healing path and journey. Um, but like dreams, it's that space in the subconscious, that liminal space between waking and sleeping life, um, that's also been where my true self, my intuition, and even a place where I've received like premonitions and guidance as well as um, just very powerful and spiritual experiences that I hold um, onto, like that hope for the future. I've had, I've had times that were very beautiful and peaceful, like waking up in, in tears of just gratitude and knowing uh, of those messages. Um, But yeah, dreamlike states, they can be terrifying, such as in a nightmare, but also offer such beauty and resolution. And I think that's where the power lies in the way that dreams, like dreaming gives us access to our subconscious. And and we'll talk about it like Carl Jung um, and his work in regards to dreams and analyzing them. And it's, it's been a fascinating avenue that Cassie and I have explored as of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carl Jung, like, yeah, he, many of his, um, theories are, I've like learned from my classes and at college that he's not like actually a super well-liked, um, psychologist actually, because he was like considered way too like woo-woo-y. Like, I actually said that in one of my textbooks. Yeah. I didn't say woo-woo, but it was said, like, too out there or something. I mean, you think about all of them, even, like, Freud and different things like that. There's always going to be a reason not to like or believe. But, again, I feel like take aspects from all the sources, you know? Yeah. Carl Rogers, all the all the dudes, all the peeps. And, yeah. And build it up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Carl Jung. Yeah. <laughs> Dream, subconscious. Dreams. Um, but something you did said that I also want to... Um, just reply to is that like there isn't one set way of healing and it also just reminded me of the importance of our individuality and all of our experiences like even with the eating disorder like all of us have experienced a completely different path to get to that eating disorder or to get wherever like 
and it also reminds me of pain. Um, somebody I knew, somebody I know was, um, kind of bashing on somebody else that I knew and she was just like, ah, she's so dramatic and I'm sure it's not that bad. And I was like, Hey, so-and-so pain is pain. Like her pain, it was back pain actually that this person was like, um, struggling with and that this other person was like, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you don't like the experiences that led up to that could have been completely different. Like you could have back pain and it could be a completely different back pain. So like the way that she's going to heal it is going to be a completely different way that you would heal your back pain. Well, and everyone's truth and perception, like it's all about perception and what's true to you. And, and also that just led me probably another time we'll talk about like pain and like how, what's, what's the greatest uh, way to test that or measure that? Like, can we really know like someone's level of pain, you know? Oh yeah. That got me thinking of a, um, I had an assignment in a re- in a recent class and it was like, yeah, we'll definitely need to do an episode about this, but it was like out of all the years in medical, um, practice, like what is the best way to, um, a test or like to test somebody's oh, yeah. individual pain. Yeah. And it like gave me all these answers. And the correct answer was, um, uh, smiley a pain scale a smiley face and a frowny face one to ten and like that is the most accurate because like you can't be in their body you don't know what like their pain you can't be like actually you're not hurting you know um it's so so fascinating yeah and I think that goes the same way with like dreams like we can't know how like terrifying or how impactful or how you know the the impact of someone's dreaming and how they felt within it and I think that's why it's so powerful to, to ask and, and wonder, well, how did, yeah, how did you feel in it? What was it like to be able to dive deeper into analyzing it and figuring out what is it trying to tell you? Yeah. I think it's important to, you know, process those dreams with like a, a really good friend or a therapist, but like ultimately, like, what does it mean for you? Yeah. Like Sarah was it saying. It comes down to like, what, what is it telling you? Yeah. And I, it can even come up later on, like through the years. And I think that's what's happened to me lately is like, all the years, uh, all the recurring dreams and nightmares, uh, from my childhood and the very vivid ones I remember even from 25 years ago. Yes, I'm that old. Um, (laughs) but that now just seeing the connections and what those things meant for me and how it was like my psyche's way of like showing me my, my means of survival and like what I had to do and what I couldn't know and what I had to interpret or change to keep me safe and so yeah it's very interesting to it's it's whatever it means to you so (laughs) well speaking of the psyche so Carl Jung he saw dreams as the psyche's attempt to communicate important things to the individual and he valued them highly perhaps above all else as a way of knowing what was really going on with the individual. Mm, Yeah. Oh my gosh. By the way, (laughs) that was so funny when we were about to record the podcast last night (laughs) and you burped. Oh my gosh. I burped guys. So this is going to be TMI, but I burped and I said, that was oniony. And then of course I I said, you mean young (laughs) and stupid but you can count on my uh you can count on me for the punny dad jokes oh my gosh it just like 
we, it was even on the fly. Yeah, was like, it was. And we both, like, <laughs> laughed about it all night. And even, like, I got here today, and I was just like, you mean young and <laughs> So that one's going in the books. Definitely. Damn, I'm uh, funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Should we just jump right into one of your most recent dreams? Yeah. Um, so I was going through my emails deciding what dream I wanted to share because um, obviously there's, like, there comes a line of like, mm, I'm going to share that with my therapist and not with the whole podcast, you know? Um, but this one was one that I found a lot of symbolism in and that just meant a lot to me that I can vividly, vividly remember to this day. Um, so, um, I had this dream, so I'll just get into it. I had this dream that I was in my it was like in a house that I like have lived in before and there were I was in the backyard I was looking out the window and there were nine horses in my backyard all laying down on their side and it was like a hill they were like a rock hill they were all laying on their side and I don't know anything really about horses but I'm like aren't horses not supposed to like lay down for like too long like like a certain way and I don't know I've read something somewhere or I've heard something but like if a horse like lays down for too long it's not good for them and these horses apparently in my dream had been laying there for so long and I was like you can imagine like I didn't live I mean I lived place that horse could horses could be there but like it wasn't um like normal for a horse to be in my backyard Um, so I was so, I was distressed about these horses and my mom was actually in my dream and she was standing there doing nothing. So Hmm. yeah. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) there's so much I I, already want to unpack, but keep going. Okay. I'll share my dream. Okay. The number nine. Okay. Horses. Why are they laying down for so long? And like, you know, what is that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I run up to my room, so we're like in the backyard. I run up into my room to get my phone and to look up an emergency vet number, <laughs> and my phone was about to die. Hmm. So I had to do it really, really fast. You know that feeling of like that anxiety? Yeah, of, the panic of I have to do it now, and yeah. we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, and um, then my phone died, and I was like devastated. No way. And yeah, and then all of a sudden... Um, more horses like came by and they like neighed at the ones that were laying on the, on the ground. And right when like the horses like were talking to each other in a horse communication and, um, they all got up like simultaneously, like, right, you know, and galloped away together. Um, so then after they left, I was kind of just standing there in shock. But after I left, uh, or after they left, um, comes, like, another weird part of my dream where my, like, family and my, like, extended family who I don't, like, see too often, like, my cousins and my aunts and my uncles, they came by from the swimming pool and um, they come from the side to the backyard and they looked all, like, like, white, like, ghost white, like, sheet And they looked super upset and shaken and, like, sick to their stomachs almost. And um, I heard one of my sisters crying. And I was like, what the happened? (laughs) 
(laughs) And my sister said that she was so sorry. And I was like, what, what, what? Like, what, why are you sorry? What's going on? I don't understand. And I see her holding this like bundle in her arms and she handed me a dead baby. And then I completely lost my shit and began wailing uncontrollably and laid on the ball laid on the ground in a ball of sadness and it was interesting because in the dream like I have a lot of children in my life like I you know I'm a nanny you guys know that I have nieces I have nephews but it was interesting because the baby wasn't anybody I knew and it kind of looked like me Mm. so so she was yes so she basically handed me as a dead baby and (laughs) I laugh at it but it's so sad actually (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was the dream. So that was the dream. That was the dream. Okay. Because I, I have some questions. When was this? Um, this happened in September of last year. Okay. So, well, I'm just wondering, like, how were you like, uh, like physically too, or eating disorder or emotionally, like were things pretty crazy then you know like shooken up was it yeah um and I had dealt with a uh, the grief of an immediate family member that passed away unexpectedly um a few months prior and I think I was a really actually not doing the best yeah well because there's just so much there that I'm like okay first of all like the horses are laying down, and as of course, as you're talking, I Google, like, what happens when horses lay down too long, and it's like, it's completely normal for them to lay down, but uh, for too long is quite dangerous because um, it can restrict blood flow to important organs and limbs, and it just makes you think about whether it's physically or even symbolically to your emotional and mental well-being, like, restricting that blood flow or that healing flow to those parts and pieces of you. And so, like, they were laying down for too long, and you're like, um, you know, you've been suppressing that and all those things. And again, it's only what rings true to you, but for some reason, I just had these thoughts of, like, these horses, these majestic creatures, and then that pain there. And then I look at, like, the number nine, which there's, I mean, tons of symbolism in all different ways there, but one of the things it says is number nine is the least judgmental of all numbers, the most tolerant, and the most conscious So then I'm like, okay, and then they all get up and go, all nine of them, right? Yeah. And so it's almost like, I don't know, I just, and this is all like coming to me right now, but I'm like, you know, that all that pain and that grief, like those horses, like it was like very dangerous, like not good. And you were in a place that it could have been very dangerous and in many different ways, but yet, and then these horses, it's like they were like giving you that message and then they were carrying on like least judgmental, but most conscious like giving you the most awareness and then that baby being brought to you like was that you like that a part of you that had died that you weren't willing to like look at or maybe that had died but it was time for that rebirth and transformation that yeah. we talked about I don't know there could be so many things that go there and even with your mom like standing there not doing anything that could also be like yeah symbolic too of like yeah. Who's there to help you? And then your phone died. Like you, it was like maybe in a moment of distress when it was like you were maybe wanting to reach out, like subconsciously, you're like, I need help. And then every avenue was like, 
felt like impossible or shutting down or like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts? Did you, when you told your therapist or whatnot, like, did you go anywhere with it or just? Um, yeah. So I actually told, and I bring her up a lot cause she's a really good friend, but, um, my friend that I nanny her children, um, she, I told her my dream and oh, yeah. yeah, she said, did you have the dead baby dream yet? What? Yeah. Okay. She said, did you have the dead baby dream yet? Yeah. That so, sounds freaky. It sounds freaky. What the- <laughs> I know. It sounds creepy, but but like... Like in reference to what? Were you going like... Um, I don't remember. We were... I don't know. Or was it with the pregnant virgin? Like reading yeah, that book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We were reading the pregnant virgin okay. at the same time. I mean, she had already read it like two times, yeah. but I was reading it for the first time. Okay. And, um, and again... I had experienced in July, experienced a pretty traumatic death in my family. And it was only two months later, less than two months. It was a month and a half after that, that I had this dream. So, I mean, I'm still very distressed about, about that dream, but she asked me if I had this, um, dead baby. Like, she's like, Oh, did you have the dream about being reborn? And I was like, I had the dream about, I think it was me. I, and somebody, it's like, it's like a well-known dream. I don't know if any of you guys out there can like, have heard about this, but I'll have to ask her and like bring it up in another episode. But, um, it's a well-known dream that if somebody hands you a dead baby, it like symbolically means something. Really? And I should have looked it up because I don't, I actually don't know what it means, but, um, like, I think there's a lot of symbolism behind it, meaning that like, I mean, the dead horses could, or the horses laying down could have, and like me so frantically, like knowing that I needed to get help and, and trying like all of my avenues, but nothing wasn't work. Anything wasn't working, you know, like how distressing and like, but then like some, somebody of the same, you know, another horse, another couple horses came up and picked those other horses up, you know, like, which could be powerful too. Like they were in a dangerous situation, but then they were brought back yeah to their livelihood yeah yeah so in a way like this could have been awful but also like giving you hope yeah so like showing you the dire like situation you were in and also where it was leading to yeah yeah Yeah, it was just so interesting um but I mean the horses on their own like that's super interesting but I think really what shook me up about that dream was the the baby um and because, like, because my whole extended family was there and, like, going back from swimming pool, like, there's so much symbolism yeah. in, like, water and yeah. swimming pools. That's true. Um, but, yeah, so I I know that the lady I, I nanny for, um, she was just like, yeah, it's like handing you your dead self like and being able to be reborn and that's like the whole point of um the pregnant virgin is like the psychological transformation of an individual and being reborn to yourself and and being made new kind of Mm. um I don't know it does say that it may indicate that you're going through some difficult or traumatic moments in your lives which yes um and then it did say something about rebirth and the cycle of uh, the end of a cycle, indicative of some change. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So 
that was one of my dreams and still like one till to this day I still like remember it so vividly and and try to decipher um parts of it but as you can see like they're just like from our little conversation like there's a lot of hidden meaning in that in that dream alone and like yeah. I've had so many of those types of dreams like you you could go anywhere with it really and then it's what like what resonates to you or when those like light bulbs click and you're like yes that's what it was and if you go back to that time period when it happened yeah I um, actually I'm super curious so I'll have to go back and see like and how I just, was doing in September yeah, yeah um but yeah so that was like one of my dreams that I wanted to share with you guys um and interpret and I also really Sarah did you have any dream that you wanted to share um I don't think specifically I think for me I mean there's I've dealt for years, decades, probably even of certain recurring dreams that were very, I mean, as I look back for, for many years, really even into college, it probably wasn't even until that time that I started to maybe consider that it could be something more, um, than just a recurring nightmare. Um, yeah, because I used to think, oh, this is so awful, or why am I dreaming these things that I would never even think in real life, and I don't, like, watch TV or movies or, you know, think anything like that, those kind of experiences that had happened, and so, yeah, it probably wasn't until even the more recent years that as it has continued throughout my life that I'm um, seeing that being as a means of my subconscious, like, revealing and trying to show me those pieces of traumatic things that I had like blocked away and unwilling, unable to access. And so, you know, a little bit more piece by piece kind of coming up. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, some, some of the dreams I've had are actually pretty, I, I'd say personal and in a like sacred spiritual way, um, where I've had premonitions of things to come and warnings and it's interesting because they've they some of them have been pretty scary like nightmare like uh pretty uh, full of terror and waking up uh pretty panicky but also with a knowing that it was um foretelling me of things to come in fact I was two years um before my grandma passed away it had a very vivid detailed dream of of how that was going to happen and and my where I was going to be and that I needed to be there and what it was, all, all the details of it. It was very, wow. very interesting. And then even as a teenager, I kind of had a, another premonition type vision of things to come. And it was actually showing me, um, what was going to like kind of with the eating disorder. And it was very specific. It was a certain person in my life and something that had happened. And she was like, you can't keep doing this to yourself. And the specific words that she said in the dream were the exact things she said to me two years later. And Whoa. as that moment happened where I was not in a good place that, uh, uh, it clicked and it was the exact same thing unfolding. And so I definitely had things like that. And I've had even moments of, uh, yeah, just beautiful things being shown to me. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I don't have anything specific right now. I just know that it's very powerful and meaningful to me in in various ways. Yeah. So that's interesting. You had like those, um, like foretelling 
dreams because I've also had similar experiences with that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Part of me thinks that, like, part of being, like, empathetic or empath or... Being super connected. Being super connected, to, yeah. Like, yeah. to other people's emotions and... Like that will lead me into, I hadn't, I'm not going to like share too much because it's like a personal, um, not my thing. Cause I'll, I would share it if it was mine, but it's somebody else's. So I want to respect their privacy, but, um, yeah, somebody I knew, um, that I had thought was doing an amazing job in their marriage and like with their children and like outside looking in, it's just so interesting. Like when you look on the outside of somebody's life and you just, you see something totally different, which I think we can all relate to that. Um, I know Sarah and I definitely relate to that. Um, and I had a dream that, um, that this specific person came up and told me, she was like, Cassie, so-and-so getting divorced. And I was like, hysterical in my dream I was like what I'm so confused I'm so hurt like you know yada 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 and I went and saw my friend and I told her about this dream that I had and she kind of just shook it off and was like "Mm, weird you know and then like it wasn't until like months and months and months later like maybe six months later that she was like, hey, Cassie, do you remember that dream you had one time? Mm-hmm. And, like, she didn't even have to say anything. I just, like, yeah. I just, like, was like, no. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, we were going through something, like, so much at that time. And, like, it, but on the outside, like, she, every day I saw her, she was just, like, super happy-go-lucky. And, like, even her and her husband were, like, it it just appeared to be doing super well, and, like, there was nothing, she never said anything that would have, like, you know, helped my mind, like, guide there, but it just, like, you know, being empathetic, kind of, like, you feel their feelings, and that can lead you to, um, like, those premonitions or, like, that foretelling of the future kind of things. Yeah, It's, it's very interesting, and that's why I, I, I think you know, like I said in the beginning, is like, I know when I just have random dreams that are like just the random culmination of my day and my thoughts and the things I saw or did. Um, But I think it's very, you know the difference. Like you just feel it when something has that power and impact or that is telling you something that you need to be aware of. And I think, um, yeah, I think it was Carl Jung that actually said, dreams are the guiding words of the soul. Why should I henceforth not love my dreams and not make their riddling images into objects of my daily consideration? And so yeah. it's like, yeah, it uh, it's guiding you. Allow it to, if you will, and if that's something that you believe in or that you want to go with. Like, um, there was another thing. I think you brought it up. You said like uh, another quote that says, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. Yeah. That's another one by Carl Jung. Yeah. And so boom. And just to think about like <laughs> this awakening that like we're going through, that the world is shifting to. And so many others is like, yeah, you can keep looking on the outside and like, it's great. Like have dreams, be a dreamer. Um, but like when you look on in, in the inside, I think that's where the awakening. So Yeah. I would just like to like, I mean, invite you to 
like you, Sarah, me, myself, you listeners out there to like really try to like go to bed with an intention of like remembering your dream and see like just like see if anything comes up for you because it could be super cool. Um, It could be like super eye-opening it could bring a lot of healing it could bring it could bring up stuff that maybe isn't the best and like process that with somebody you love or with their therapist or whatever but really I think dreams have so many hidden messages and and I even shared on our Instagram I asked you guys who follow us on our Instagram if um you remember your dreams and if you think that they have meaning and a lot of you said yes like most of you actually said yes so like what does that mean for you and is that important in your healing journey or your like awakening or your just connection with yourself and with other people because that's what it's all about right is our souls connecting and healing yeah for sure yeah um yeah, so whoever looks outside dreams, but who looks inside awakes. So come join us. Keep waking up. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>